Hello, Wanderers. Your wicked hostess Jacqueline here. I just wanted to let you know, instead of releasing my episodes on Fridays, I will be releasing them on Monday. This gives you the entire week to plan your next adventure. Warning, wicked wanderers may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Wanderers, and welcome to Wicked Wanderers Podcast. I am your wicked hostess, Jacqueline, and you may be wondering what this podcast is all about. Each week, I will cover a different place to travel to, as well as a haunted place, some dark tourism, and some fun things to do while we are there. So pack your bags. We're going to Florida. Welcome to the Sunshine State. Known for its Florida oranges, you can actually get free orange juice at their welcome center. Sandy beaches on both the Atlantic and the Gulf of Mexico. The Everglades, the Florida Keys, and of course, home to the Florida man. Before we get started, here are some fun facts about Florida. The Black Panther is native to Florida. There are about a hundred left. Florida has both alligators and crocodiles, as if it needed to get any scarier. The refrigerator was invented in Florida. Sarasota, Florida is home to one of the only Amish beach resorts in the world. Who knew the Amish? went to the beach. Men can't wear strapless gowns in Florida. It's illegal to gossip in Florida. Well, I'd be screwed. You can only do it missionary. You can't shower naked. I don't know how the hell that's supposed to work. Imitating an animal is forbidden. You cannot swim and sing at the same time. You cannot eat cottage cheese after 6 p.m. on Sundays. It costs the same amount of money to park a car at a parking meter as it does to tie an elephant to it. You know, I wouldn't be surprised. This is fucking Florida. You cannot sell your children. But it doesn't say you can't sell other people's children. Please, guys, don't do this. That's awful. It's illegal to fart at any public place after 6 p.m. I wonder why it's after 6 p.m. Not, you know, just in general. You cannot engage in dwarf tossing. It's illegal to offend your granny. Oh, Florida, some of your laws truly concern me, but I can't say that I haven't broken a few. Now to our first destination. We will be traveling to St. Augustine. 
St. Augustine has a unique charm to it, filled with Spanish architecture, history, and beaches. It's a perfect vacation spot. Did you know St. Augustine is the oldest European settlement in the United States? It has been inhabited since 1565, so there is no shortage of spooky places. And our first destination is the St. Augustine Lighthouse. Located at 100 Red Cox Road, it was first constructed in 1589. Let me give you some history about the lighthouse. Built by the Spanish crown, it was known as the Watchtower. Spain and Britain were at war so a canoe was provided to those at the watchtower to alert everyone of any incoming vessels. Couldn't imagine rowing a canoe. This couldn't have been a fast and effective method. 1740, the watchtower became a beacon of hope for runaway slaves. The Spaniards were not being good people. They just wanted to provoke and annoy the British. They created Fort Moose. Fort Moose was a safe place and community for the free and escaped slaves. As a result, the British, who owned the slaves, got pissed off, and they ended up occupying Fort Moose. The British ended up destroying the fort. In 1752, the Spanish did rebuild Fort Moose, and the free people that lived there made Fort Moose the first free African-American community in the United States. After the long-ass Seven Years' War, the British were given St. Augustine, which included the Watchtower. They started remodeling the Watchtower and slowly converting it into a lighthouse. Shipwrecks were still a serious problem. HMS Industry sank off the shallows of St. Augustine. Some sailors lost their lives in this tragic event. The ship was destroyed and pieces of it were used to reinforce the lighthouse. Uh, that sounds like bad juju right there. March 25th, 1824, the lighthouse was operational. 1870, beach erosion was threatening the existence of the lighthouse. So it was reconstructed. Let's fast forward to 1941, after Pearl Harbor. A coastal lookout building was constructed at the St. Augustine Lighthouse. In 1971, the Junior Service League restored the property and opened a maritime museum. The site was added to the National Register of Historic Places. The lighthouse has been standing tall for 148 years. The lighthouse has survived centuries. No wonder why it's considered one of the most haunted places. The lighthouse has lasted through plagues, wars, and still stands tall as a beacon of light in the darkness. It has twisted black and white stripes with a red cap. Reminds me of something out of the nightmare before Christmas. There has been several deaths at the lighthouse. The most notorious spirit is the lighthouse keeper, Peter Rasmussen. He is most active in the keeper's basement. Staff and tourists have encountered a man in blue lurking in the shadows. 
the lighthouse authority seems to think this man is Peter Rasmussen. He was the longest lighthouse keeper, serving 23 years. Peter loved the lighthouse, and he also loved his cigars. He loved smoking cigars, despised intruding tourists, and was overall a grouchy man. People have smelt a slight scent of cigar smoke, but nobody has been there for years. Workers are frightened of the man in blue. They have encountered his full-body apparition, and Peter's spirit harasses them. One lighthouse keeper refused to go back to work, saying, Peter heckled him for an entire night. Sounds like Peter's kind of a dick. The Miserable Watcher. That sounds like a creepy porn. Horn was the first keeper at the St. Augustine Lighthouse Station from 1875 through 1889. He lived there with his family. Unfortunately, Horn was the first keeper to die there. Horn died from tuberculosis and malaria. The parlor room is the area where he is most active. You can hear coughing. The lighthouse staff says this is William Horn. You will get a cold feeling and it will be hard to catch your breath. Our next set of spirits is Joseph Andrew and his wife. Joseph was whitewashing the lighthouse when he fell to his death. Joseph is seen on the top of the tower. The top area has a padlock on a door with a sensor and an alarm system. The door has been found open without setting off any alarm. The alarm company did investigate this, but couldn't figure out why this is happening. After Joseph's death, his wife Maria became the first official female lighthouse keeper. Go Maria. She is seen wearing a white dress with long hair. And our final set of spirits is of the girls. Hezekiah Petiti was in charge of the construction of the new lighthouse. He would bring his daughters along, as well as children of other workers on the site. The children would all play together. One day, the children decided to play with a supply cart. And while they were playing, the cart somehow unscrewed, rolled down the hill, and the children were thrown into the water. A worker rushed to their rescue, but didn't make it in time. Two of Hezekiah's daughters, Eliza and Mary, along with one unnamed girl, who is believed to be the daughter of one of the workers, drowned. The three girls can be heard playing games throughout the premises. They love to play around with people and spook them. It's been reported that a young girl wearing a red dress is seen standing on the window of the keeper's house. Children's footprints are found in the keeper's house as well, even though there's no children present. The lighthouse is the most haunted spot in St. Augustine. The unexplainable, supernatural, and mysterious events make it one of the most haunted places in the United States. Ghost hunters visit the lighthouse frequently. The lighthouse still stands on the coast of Florida, and it seems to be 
protected by energies not of our world. You can visit the lighthouse and actively climb the 219 spiral steps to the top. Enjoy the view and take a glimpse of what life was like for the keepers. While you are in St. Augustine, there are several fun things to do. Go to the Anastasia State Park, located at 300 Anastasia Park Road. The park is open all year round and is only $8 per vehicle. This beautiful park has 1,600 acres, over 4 miles of sandy white beaches, salt marshes, sand dunes, and over 4 miles of biking trails. There are bike rentals, kayak, canoe, and paddleboard rentals. I love paddleboarding. I just got into it this year. Side note, when paddleboarding, do not stagger your feet. Stand with your feet facing forward about shoulder width apart. Nobody told me this, and I struggled for a hot minute. Just a tip for anybody who's never paddleboarded before, and if you haven't, you definitely should. It is so much fun, and it's a really good workout. This place really has it all. A restaurant, hiking trails, geo-seeking, fishing. You can rent a sailboat, bird watching, picnic areas, showers. There's laundry over in the camping area, surfing, it's a venue for family reunions and weddings. There's even an amphitheater that has live music and art shows. You can do some wildlife viewings, and you can see some dolphins, manatees, sea turtles, fish, crabs, and marsh birds. You may even catch a glimpse of the endangered Anastasia Island beach mouse. If you want to stay longer, no problem. They have a campground for both tents and RVs. This place is so cool and it's not very expensive. Enjoy some fishing. You're in Florida. Why not? You can fish from the shore or you can get a chartered trip. I've done a chartered trip before. I didn't think it would be fun but I actually had a blast. Redfish is the main attraction, as well as trout and flounder. Near the reefs, you can find grouper, snapper, wahoo, mahi-mahi, and sailfish. Local charters have direct access to the open waters. You can book a charter trip online or just go by the marina. Try some fresh seafood. You are right there on the water. The Commander's Shellfish Camp, they sell fresh seafood for lunch and dinner. O.C. White's Restaurant, Aunt Kite's, Harry Seafood Bar and Grill, and Hurricane Patties are all highly recommended waterfront fresh seafood restaurants. O.C. White's and Harry Seafood are both haunted, so that's an added bonus. Go on a scavenger hunt. Regular tours can be so boring. Why not make it fun by going on a scavenger hunt? Enjoy the oldest city 
and go on a hunt through the historic streets of St. Augustine, solve puzzles, and learn about the history at the same time. There are several companies in St. Augustine that offer this type of tour. This would be something I would do. Take a stroll down St. George Street. This iconic street is essential to visiting St. Augustine. Nightlife, entertainment, and restaurants. And you're not too far away from the beach. Make sure you stop by the historic Pina Peck House. You can also do some shopping. Go to Witty Whiskers Cafe. I'm a huge animal lover, and I own a cat named Little Wheezy. So, of course, this would be on my list. Go enjoy some coffee, wine, beer, and tasty bakery treats. And enjoy the company of adoptable kitties. We have a place like this where I live, and I love the concept and the idea of this. These precious cats get a nice home until they're adopted. And if you're not ready for a pet, you can still enjoy being around some. There are so many more fun things to do in St. Augustine. I promise you will not get bored. But now it's time for our final destination. Let's get wicked. The Casablanca Inn is located at 24 Avinda Mendez Street. It was restored in 1914 and it is truly a sight to see. This Mediterranean Revival Inn is absolutely stunning. Before it was the Casablanca Inn, it was the Matanzas Hotel. Matanzas in Spanish means slaughter or massacre. How creepy. A sweet widow named Miss Bradshaw was the manager of the hotel. She cooked, cleaned, and took care of the hotel guests. Like everywhere in the 1920s, the hotel fell on hard times. And also, during this time, prohibition began. Miss Bradshaw was barely scraping by, and she came up with this great plan. The waterfront view of this hotel makes it the perfect spot to smuggle alcohol, and overnight, sweet Miss Bradshaw became a smuggler. And she was killing it. She would wait for all the cops to be gone and hang a lantern up in the second story window. This was a signal for the smugglers from Cuba. Her bootlegging business ran smoothly, right underneath the FBI's noses. Talk about a boss bitch. She made a small fortune and kept the hotel up and running. A few years later, the hotel changed hands and became the Casablanca Inn. This beautiful inn has 22 luxury rooms and suites. Of course, it is updated to modern times. It is also on the Register of National Historic Places. I love the aesthetic to this inn. It's breathtaking. 
and home to several spirits. The first spirit, of course, is Miss Bradshaw. It is said that she fell in love with one of the smugglers. Tragically, he dies at sea. A disembodied lantern is seen floating, and it is said that she's looking for her love. Or maybe she's living out her glory days, calling those smugglers in. Miss Bradshaw will make her appearance in front of guests, and her footsteps can be heard. It is said she hates tablecloths and will rip them off. I guess that's an acquired taste. And if you smell sweet oranges, you may have encountered Miss Bradshaw. That was her favorite scent. She is a sweet, kind spirit. She is a positive force that just wants to help the current owners run the bed and breakfast. Occasionally, she will rearrange items, move or borrow things, but she always gives them back. Now that's a ghost I can live with. Children are heard playing around, and some guests have been touched by a child's spirit. According to one guest, they saw a child's apparition walk through a wall. This makes sense since during the Great Depression, the hotel was a safe refuge for struggling families. When you book a room at the Casablanca Inn, make sure you get room 11. Room 11 is home to another spirit, Mr. Butler. He was an architect and designed Montanzas Hotel. I couldn't find much information on Mr. Butler, but he loves to appear in front of people. One witness said he was a stylish man, very nicely dressed. Doesn't sound bad at all. It also said that he assures the people he appears in front of that everything will be okay. But everyone who stays in room 11 that encounters him flees in panic. I don't know why. He seems friendly and nice, so maybe they're not aware that this place is haunted. The new owners are sticks in the mud and don't like to talk about the hauntings. I mean, I guess I can understand why they would flee. They're at this fancy inn and have no idea that is haunted and then come face to face with a ghost. That would definitely catch you off guard. The staff, of course, would be the ones who have the most experiences since that's their workplace and they're always there. Cold spots and the feeling of being watched is a common occurrence for staff. Also, when beds are freshly made, they will see imprints. Or when they try to make the bed and straighten out the sheets, they are unable to, like someone is laying there. The Casablanca Inn is definitely a place for those of you who don't want to be extremely scared, but still want to be able to experience something like this. With these friendly ghosts, I don't think you would have a problem. And this concludes my episode of Wicked Wanderers. Pictures of everything mentioned today will be on my Instagram at wicked underscore wanderers podcast. If you've had any experiences while on vacation, in St. Augustine, 
or any experiences in general or have fun and unique things to do, I'd love to hear about them. Please email those to wickedwandererspodcast at gmail.com. Please rate and review five stars so other people can find my podcast. I do write, edit, and produce this podcast all by myself. If you would like to donate to the cause, you can do so at patreon.com slash wicked wanderers. You can join monthly. There is one bonus episode up currently. Links to where I found my information are in the show notes. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I definitely enjoyed telling it to you. And as always, wander more and stay wicked. 